Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Courtney. And um, how are you this week, Courtney? Much better than I was two hours ago. <laughs> I was... Okay. I've had a rough, rough go at it these past few days. Um, my apartment was hot again, and my jobs are stupid again. And then, so I've been like really tense in my neck and shoulders and like, do you ever, I do not need a doctor. I've been to the doctor. Let me start there. But do you ever get where you get like so tense in your shoulders that you feel like fuzzy in your face? Has that ever happened to you? No. Okay. Well, I went to the doctor like four times about it and they were like, it is literally that you have anxiety and your muscles are too tight. Um, I believe that. Every time they tell me that. I literally have gone four times. <laughs> and, um. So I was having that happen again because I've been all over the place. And so at four o'clock today, I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this. No one's at work but me and Sarah. And I called this place around the corner for me and went and got an upper body massage and reflexology. And because my feet are also falling apart because I work at a bar and have awful shoes. And it's just, I'm a new person. I'm a new person now. Fantastic. I'll also be chugging water this entire time we're recording so I don't get dehydrated because I'm also that because of my anxiety. So, yeah, how are you? I am honestly so great, except that I broke a nail. See? Oh, Oh, it's it's just pointing and it's not. I see. Yeah. I broke a nail while I was helping my grandma move out of her cottage yesterday. So I was like lugging boxes and I only managed to break one nail and it was my pinky. Well, that's impressive. And it's just like, it's not even short. It's just the tip popped off. So like, you can just like not use your pinky all the time. There you go. Yeah. Pinky. It's fine. I don't have a pinky. Who needs a pinky? No one. No one. Um, but actually I didn't know what stories I was going to even tell you because, like, we recorded on Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to, what I should share. I'm going to share the saga that was my life on Thursday. Oh, that was only one day away from when I helped you. I know. And I think I told you on Snapchat, but on Thursday, I got lunch with my lovely other half who for those of you on the podcast who don't know this fact about my boyfriend is also one of my co-workers at this at the school where we jointly teach the same middle school students yeah no problems there no 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 problems whatsoever none mm-hmm. it's nothing nothing to even consider as an issue So on Thursday, I was waiting at the school till it was going to be time for me to go meet up with him. And one of my favorite parents was there. And like this girl, like literally everyone knows that like when the kids graduate, she's the only one that I'm still going to be like actually friends, friends with. I'm obsessed with her and she loves me and we're great. And like her son is always like, please don't text my mom. I know you will. And I, I, I know he was like, I know I can't get in trouble at school because you're actually friends with my mom and not just like the way you say, you know, everybody's parents, you're like actually friends with my mom. And, and I don't know what to do with that. I love but it. 
that's why I was talking to her, chit-chatting. I hadn't seen her in a while. And we were just talking about like how his summer is going, how her summer is going, blah, blah, blah. And then she goes, speaking of summers, um, you, my darling, are the subject of all of the kids' rumors this summer. And I just go, yeah, that's true. And she was like, no, that's so exciting. But apparently all of the kids know and have spent the summer talking about it what else so, do they do? right so september's gonna be so much fun that's a word <sighs> but then the worst was when we went out when we got lunch after that he and i would just went we like got food and then we went to the, uh, this park in the village that the school's in that's not so nice to eat lunch and one of his former students whose younger sister is our student currently, whose mom is the only parent who I willingly gave my cell phone number to, <laughs> jogged by and made eye contact with me and started giggling. And I was like, I go, did you, did you see who that was? And he was like, no, who was it? And I told him, he goes, oh, that'll be a fun conversation when she gets home. I was like, I bet it will. Ah. <laughs> uh. And so I now no longer have to worry about trying to hide the fact that we are dating. I just have to try to stop everyone from talking about it all of the time. Fair. You can totally do that. Yeah, it'll be great. Yes. Honestly, some of the sixth graders will just be like, thank God that you dumped the other one because he was the worst. Truly, though. Truly, though. <laughs> I didn't dump him, but it was fine. No more pictures of uh bachelor guys on your phone anymore oh my god i'll be thrilled <laughs> oh my that was the funniest thing when clayton was the background on my phone but then clayton immediately got removed as the background on my phone when he started fucking around and messing with girls and they were like miss Oda, we we all misjudged him i was like that's what oh, i heard no oh that's what i heard i'm behind the times but I- and one of one of my students actually made my entire summer because this student, there were some issues with all kinds of stuff behind the scenes. And they were almost maybe not going to come back to school, the, to the school this year. But they're back. And I'm so excited. They are coming back? The she one you told me about coming back? Yeah, she, she is coming back. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm so excited. But so today she finally like got into the Google Classroom. And she commented on the post and was like about the book. They're reading A Wrinkle in Time. Her class is reading A Wrinkle in Time. She commented on the post. She goes, um, I'm already taking notes. This book is epic. It is a pretty stellar book. I reread them when the movie came out and then didn't watch the movie. So I don't know if it's any good. But I did reread all the books when the movie came out. So the movie's not good. So... (laughs) So I was like, ah, well, I reread the books. They're good. So, but like, just like, I was like, so tired today. So tired. Like not in a bad mood, just like super tired and not feeling very energized. And then I got an email that I had a class, a comment in Google classroom. And I was like, I can't deal with these kids right now. <laughs> but then I read it and I go, oh my God, that's so sweet. I love it. I'm so happy. So I'm in a pretty good mood. Nice, nice. Um, but uh, what would make my mood so much better? Oh, yeah? So much better. 
is if I just had a little more advice on how to be more spiritual. Well, I'm glad you've asked. I mean, <laughs> give you that advice. <laughs> In order to love who you are, this was long, I can't memorize it all. You can't hate the experiences that shaped you. That's not even fair because of what I just told you before we started reading. I think you picked this card this time. I never do. Before we started recording, I was explaining to Courtney about a situation that I was having with my boyfriend about having anxiety about things that I did in the past that shaped who I am but are not the kind of person I am anymore and how he would react to them. And so that is just rude. Well, full disclosure, you know, I had my little box with yeah. all my cards in it. Yeah. Well, there was a day, like two months ago, it's been a minute, where Sadie knocked the box over and strode the cards across my apartment while I was at work one day. Oh, good. And so now that I've picked them and replaced them in places, they've ended up in different places. So it's truly just the first two cards I can find or the ones I pick for the week of recording. So it is not, not a decision made by my hand. It is made by the will of God. Who just wants to call me out on my bullshit, apparently. It does. It does. Well, somebody has to, so. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Speaking of bullshit, (laughs) Stargate, which is actually not bullshit at all. I just, you know. Tried to transition from one thing to another. Tried to transition from one thing to another, but also, like, I do have one opinion about this episode that is bullshit. I have thoughts. Um, In general, I have thoughts. Okay. I'm going to be really mad if you did not enjoy this episode. No, 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 no. Okay, because I was going to say, after enjoying last week's episode, if you did not enjoy this episode, I don't know that we could continue this podcast. No, I enjoyed. I have a creative choice thoughts. Okay. Is one of them I how... Like if one, is one of them how fucking dare you end an entire season on a to-be-continued? Because that's mine. One of many. One of many. <laughs> Um, so yeah, ending the season is the thing that just happened. Um, Stargate, SG1, season one, episode 21. Within the serpent's grasp. Yes, correct. (laughs) The most spot on. Yeah. Yeah. It was rated 8.5 stars. Which was lower... Oh, no, it was lower than us. It's the highest, though, right? It's not the highest. Um, 8.6 is the highest, so it's pretty close. Okay. But, but it's not the highest. Um, it came out on March 6, 1998. Um, the number one movie was still Titanic. And the number one song finally makes sense. Okay. Because the number one movie of the year has been Titanic <laughs> since the beginning of the year not a single week of 1998 has happened so far where titanic was not the number one movie and yet we are all the way in march and somehow the number one song has yet to become my heart will go on by celine dion don't worry always be number one don't worry this is the week 
now we have finally reached the week where Celine Dion has taken over. We are Titanic through the end now. (laughs) Except this is the last episode of 98. Well, of spring of 98. Of spring of 98. We might come back to Titanic then. Um, (laughs) Luckily, no. I did look and Titanic only stayed number one on the charts until probably mid-April or May. But to be fair, that's from January to April. Yeah. Still the number one movie. Pretty that's strong a, run. That's a pretty strong run. And I mean, well worth it. Well worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm trying to think, what was the one that came, the one that finally knocked it down, I was looking at, because I was no, not, I was not surprised either. Um, since this is the last movie, this is the last episode of the season, I will go ahead and just look that up for a second because it's not like I'm gonna it's not like I'm gonna and we're gonna ever see it oh just kidding I was surprised that's what it was I was surprised because it was lost in space I'm sorry (laughs) lost in space the 1998 sci-fi film starring Matt LeBlanc and Gary Oldman is what finally took Titanic off the charts I feel like they were just like, yeah, this movie's got to go. What's coming out this weekend? Lost in Space? <laughs> All right. Well, it's, it is what it is. The film took over the top spot from Titanic after Titanic topped the, um, the charts for 15 consecutive weeks. Good for them. Um, Lost in Space. I need to go back and rewatch that movie because I do not have... I mean, I don't remember disliking it, but I also don't remember having... The thing is, I, I watched the 1960s TV show Lost in Space, and then I watched the new Netflix remake of the 1960s TV show Lost in Space. I never saw this movie. I didn't know this movie existed. I think I saw this movie because I didn't watch any of the TV shows. It was starring William Hurt, Matt LeBlanc, and Gary Oldman. Which, like, doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. That's why I don't understand. Very. I'm going to have to watch it because... What? Add it to the list. Maybe uh, we'll do that next week. (laughs) It's a break from Stargate. Sci-fi. Watch this weird-ass movie that is sort of sci-fi. That apparently we're going to love because it beat out Titanic. Right. Got real high expectations for it now. Um, The... The only event that happened this day is not really a good event. It's, in fact, it's a really terrible event, but apparently mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything else that happened. Um, a man who was an, a lottery accountant did not get a promotion. So he went to work and just killed all four of his bosses and himself. Oh my goodness. Two, two of them he stabbed. Two of them he shot. The fourth one that he shot, he chased through the parking garage until he found him and shot him and then shot himself. That is not happy news. No. No, it's it's not. That is rough. Yeah. Okay. So don't become an accountant. <laughs> that is that is what that means. Don't become yeah. an accountant. Because then you might have to kill all of your bosses or or deny someone a promotion and have them kill you. Okay. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Yeah. 
Um, it was directed by David Worry Smith. He's one of our guys. Um, the teleplay was written by Jonathan Glasner, who is the guy. The story was by James Crocker. And um, know him? What the the name? Him? The name sounds incredibly familiar, right? But there is no information on him on the internet. Every single thing that I read uses him in the past tense. They say he was someone, but there is no record of his birth or death. Oh, no idea who this man so is. Like theoretically, he does exist. Yeah. Um, he has not written for anything since Stargate. Um, he wrote a lot of sci-fi. Um, he wrote for The Outer Limits. He wrote for Deep Space Nine. He wrote for the 1987 Beauty and the Beast TV show. He wrote for the Lois and Clark Adventures starring Dean Cain. And he holds the, um, the distinction of being the only, only person ever to write for both the 1980s Twilight Zone series and the 2002 Twilight Zone series. Like, he was alive relatively recently then still. We should know yeah. more about him. Yeah. All right. Wait a no, little bit. Yeah. So uh, James Crocker, he's uh, a person. And he wrote a story. So it seems. So we're told. So we're told, yeah. Um. I didn't really know what to do about guest stars because the guest stars are all people we've already talked about. Um, so I decided to look up some stuff about um, Brent Strait, who plays Major Ferretti. Because, you know, Ferretti was a good guy. He was, Kowalski's, he was Kowalski's number two. Exactly. I mean, and he was in this episode, so good for him. <laughs> good for him. Well, because the other guest stars are Peter Williams, who we already talked about, and uh, Ezra, who plays Skara, who we've already talked about. So I was like, well, cool. Um, Brent State has been in all of the Hallmark movies. All of them. Just so many. So many Hallmark movies. That would be why I recognized him then. Um, he was in a bunch of single episodes randomly of like everything. Like he was in an episode of Once Upon a Time, DC's oh. Legends of Tomorrow, Supernatural, Fringe, Smallville, Psych, like everything. Um, but he's best known for being a character on the show Andromeda, which is a which great I haven't seen, but a I've great sci-fi show. Exist. I've heard things about it that are good. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the blurb for this episode says. As the government prepares to mothball the Stargate project, quite literally, that's what the description says Moth on Netflix. Ball? Mothball the Stargate project. What? Was the writer drunk? I mean, it's Netflix, so probably. Probably. Um, as the government prepares to mothball the Stargate project, O'Neill and the SG-1 team take an unauthorized trip to try to stop the Gould invasion. So we start the episode, General Hammond shredding everything. And he was like, listen, this is not how I wanted to end my military career. But here we are. And Jack's like, so you're really done? He was like, dude, I was going to retire before Stargate. The only reason I'm even here still is because, like, shit's kind of cool. 
Yes. So uh, Jack is like, we can't just quit. There has to be more. We have to do something. And Hammond kind of has an emotional breakdown and like says that he's literally tried absolutely everything in in his power. What's that? I just put poor sweet Hammond. Yeah. He was like, he was like, I've tried absolutely everything that I have any power to try. And and there's nothing I can do. Um, So then Jack goes back to the team and they're commiserating and Daniel and Teague are lit. Teak, Teak are like, um, no, but like we have to, we have to go. And Sam's like, if we uh, go and we survive, we will be court-martialed. And Jack's like, yeah, if we survive, if we go, we're going to fucking die. But then Daniel does his Daniel thing where he just, like, says shit until you believe him. And then um, Jack's like, fine, I guess we're going. Because why not? Right. Um, so they decide that they're going to sneak off and go to the mystery planet. And <laughs> um, so then they send a map onto this mystery coordinates and see that there's like a bunch of Egyptian looking artifacts and no sign of life. So they say, fuck it. Let's, let's check it out. I, I question the judgment. They couldn't even see it. Yeah. There's like, mm, yeah, this this is good. Let's go here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but of course, because this is a secret mission, they're wearing all black because that makes sense. Um, they went full on black ops for this mission. <laughs> they did. And they like locked all of the doors to all of the gate rooms so nobody could get in. But of course, um, Hammond and Major Freddy got through into the gate room just in time to see the team leave. He's just like, all right. Because the thing is, Hammond is like, has to be pissed that this is happening, but is also like, not at all pissed that this is happening. Like, right, but also he's like, no, this needs to happen still. Like, yeah. I just can't authorize it. Right. Um, so they get so then the credits happen and then we go to the team and they're in this on this planet walking around this room trying to figure out what's going on and it's dark as shit and nobody's in there and there's no exit and it's like full of shipping containers and so they open the shipping containers and they're full of weapons and they collect what um Jack referringly, lovingly refers to as Zat guns, which, by the way, is the name that they will stick with for the rest of the show. Excellent. They have they have their Zat guns now, um, so they get the Zat guns from the containers, and then like this weird like energy pulse, like room shift thing happens, and they all not get knocked out except for Teal. He's just like chilling. He's like, oh yeah. This, this is where we're at. And um, so he's like, yeah, we got to Teal knows what it is, but instead of telling them what it is, he's like, we need to leave immediately. 
So uh, Daniel dials the gate, and nothing happens. He can't dial home. I have a lot of capital letters in my notes. They're like, um, what? What? Um, and then a door opens, which was weird because there weren't doors in the room. Um, and the serpent guards come in. And I was like, is it time for shot, Ray? Spoiler alert, it is still not. Still not. Still not. But. But. I know. I know. So the serpent guards come in and they put this weird globe thing in the middle of the gate. And um, uh, then they it just like floats there and then the guards all leave. I think that's it. What the fuck? I know. Um, and then, so then of course, Teal'c is playing translator and he's like, yeah, no, it's like TV only more advanced. Which is comical. Because it's in 1988. Or 1998. So the idea of like. Literally what that TV was doing is what we're doing right now. This is how we're providing content. Yeah. That globe was a Zoom call. Yeah. Um, although I do wish that we had really cool little globe devices. Yeah. I mean, we have yeah, if- they don't look as cool. Like, I want an actual. Oh, you know what I want? Like a Madame Leota globe where your face just like comes up in it. But I yes. want it to also be like the science globes where when I touch it, the lightning comes. So I want your face in the middle and lightning okay. to come when I touch it. Okay, perfect. I was really into the crystal ball thing, but I also kind of like like the idea of like what would be cooler though, the crystal ball thing or like a Star Wars like hologram where your whole body was like there and walking and talking. But then you'd have to wear pants. Why not both? We can have options. We can FaceTime or call you on the phone. Why can't I call you on my globe or show up as a hologram? Did you know that yesterday? which is not yesterday for my friends who are listening to this. It's one week ago. Um, But yesterday, July 31st, 2022, is the day that George Jetson was born, according to the Jetsons TV show. I did. I forgot I saw that. Speaking of, everyone in the world died this week. I did not mean to interrupt our podcast. I meant to bring this up on the forefront, but... uh, Yeah. Everyone. Yeah, everyone. It was... um, on Thursday, I had a horrible breakdown because Bernard Cribbins passed away. I just didn't believe it for like half the day. I literally, I looked at it, I was like, oh no, this isn't real. And then by the end of the day, I was like, oh no, I've seen 300 times posted now. It's I, I posted it like eight times. I know, and then I shared it to our page. Yeah, it was it was um, a rough day. So Bernard Cribbins, those of you who um, watch this podcast are probably involved enough in the sci-fi world to know who Bernard Cribbins is. Um, but, uh, he was on Dr. Who and like a million trillion other things because he's 93 years old. Um, and that was on Thursday. And then on Sunday, no, it was technically Saturday night, but the world found out about it on Sunday. Um, Nichelle Nichols, who played Lieutenant Uhura. Seen Star Trek. I knew who she was. Right. She played Lieutenant Uhura in Star Trek, who she was like, you know, 
the first female, the first black female in a major like role of an ensemble of a TV show that was not a blacks only TV show. Like just a fucking icon. Groundbreaking. And like also like just for sci-fi, like a icon. So she passed away. Bill Russell passed away as well. And he was a football player who was, or no, not a football player, a hockey player, I think. No, basketball. I'm an idiot. The Celtics play basketball. That's the sport that the Celtics play. Um, <laughs> he was a basketball player who was also just like a black excellence icon. Wonderful man. And also on Sunday, Pat Carroll, the voice of Ursula, passed away. So it was a a rough So in the weekend. four days we haven't talked to you. We lost Everyone four icons. Also, I mean, and that's just the four that, like, had an effect on me. Because there was also somebody else. I didn't know the Celtics player. Oh, okay. But the other um, I thought. But there was another one that was this weekend as well. Um, oh, Tony Dow. Mm-hmm. We Tony lost Dow. a lot of... Uh, mobster actors. yeah but tony dow um played wally cleaver on leave it to beaver like the older brother mm-hmm. and then um paul sorvino mm-hmm. passed away this week so now it was podcast because everyone we love has died yeah it's oh but like i'm looking at the list of everyone who's died in 2022 and you're right we've lost a lot of like the mobsters yeah guys oh what a time what a time yeah sorry that just got like really sad all of a sudden because sorry, i was so my bad. I no, it's, it's fine because i meant to talk about it and then i didn't because it I, it it is fitting to talk about Michelle Nichols on today's episode, on this episode, not the other one. So. Right, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, so um, back to happier times. Is it though? Uh, because um, we go to back to base control or Stargate Command, and um. Ferretti is like, it was definitely SG1 that left. And um, super confirmed. Hammond's like, okay, like, I don't know what we're going to do. And Freddie's like, this is what we're going to do off the record. Send me in, boss. Let me go get him. Let me, I will do anything for Jack. And Hammond's like, dude, what are you going to do? Bring him back, get him, bring him back to be court martialed and risk all of your men? Like, that's not, no. And he was like, fucking let me do it <laughs> just like that yeah exactly um then because the serpent guards have left the room Tilk now knows where the door is so they leave the room and confirm what Tilk suspected but didn't tell anyone because Tilk never tells people suspicions until they're 100% confirmed um, that the reason the gate isn't working 
Well, actually, we don't talk about the fact that it's the reason the gate's not working yet because it took them a little bit longer to get there than it should have. Um, but uh, they're on a spaceship. Not a planet. No. And they're in doing hyperspace travel, which made me excited because it's the first time hyperspace has been on the show. Made me think of Disney. The, when you go to Mars... Oh, at Epcot. At Epcot. Right. I was like, hyperspace. But then also in Hong Kong Disneyland, Space Mountain is called Hyperspace Mountain. Oh, how fun. But it's Star Wars themed. And like my favorite part of it is the part where you're about to like go toward the Death Star and then Admiral Akbar just yells, it's a drop. And then you drop really fast. It's great. It's great. <laughs> it's so much better than our Space Mountain. Okay. As a kid, I loved Space Mountain, but then um, it's so... Rough on your body? Rough on my body. I have a headache every single time I get yeah. off of it. But the newer parks, the coaster is obviously much newer. So, um, like Disneyland, Paris, and Hong Kong Disneyland have such smooth smooth space mounts. Does it go upside down? No. Excellent. I'm in. Yeah, it's still it's still space mountain. It's just not as rickety it and it's you got, up every it's just it. got, Yeah, and it's got the Star Wars overlay, so Oh nice. That's fine. yeah. I can I can get behind that. Perfect. Um so yeah they're going in hyperspace. So Hammond, we go back to SGC and Hammond does in fact send SG2 to save SG1. And he's like, officially, your mission is to bring them back for their court martial. But like, unofficially, please just save them. Right. And Freddie's like, I got this. And then he doesn't got this because the gate doesn't work. Nope. It's like, nope. Um, which, of course, was because they were traveling in hyperspace. Only SGC definitely doesn't know that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, then they're trying to figure out what's going on on the spaceship, and a guard shows up, one of the servant guards shows up, attacks them, they kill it, we discovered that the Zat gun does, in fact, work exactly the way Teal'c said it did. One shot, right. serious, serious pain. Two shots, death. Three shots, disintegration. Which is actually usually what happens to me when I go out to drink. One shot is serious pain. Two shots is death. And three shots is disintegration. <laughs> like, that's a good PSA. I don't do shots. Oh, I love that. As I'm sitting here drinking wine. From a mug. In case no one knew, that's not coffee. No. No, it's not. Um, they discovered the gate issue and finally put the pieces together that you can't dial out with a planet as your main address code. If it's not. If you're planet. not on a planet. Right, right. Um... 
And then they figure out that the ship is headed to Earth. And Daniel was correct all along. Shocking. I know. We never saw that coming, even a little bit. Um, but then Sam does some quick math and is like, Tilk, how fast do these ships go? He's like, 10 times the speed of light. She's like, perfect. It'll take us a year to get to Earth. Fine. Wrong, but fine. Right. Um, then all of a sudden they're sitting there doing math, watching these people figure it out. And the Gwold are summoned to a gathering. And Jack's like, let's go. They're like, where? He goes, wherever they're going. Field trip. So a video message appears in the weird globe TV and it is Apophis and he is telling the people of the ship that his son is their new ruler and that they need to respect his son the way that they would respect him. And, and I the put sarcophagus it. opens. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> he has a son? And the sarcophagus opens and out arises Chloral the son of Apophis, a.k.a. Scarl. Ah! And I paused it to take a note, and my mom just goes, Jack is going to lose his shit. I didn't realize that was him at first because I never remember anyone's face. But I was like, wait, is that the kid that Jack befriended? And then I just have a sad face. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um... That's a thing. Jeff's not thrilled. Um, and he's like, okay. Plan of attack. Sam and Daniel. Put C4 all over the ship. Tilk and I going to kidnap Scarra. Mm-hmm. And Sam's like, um, is that really where you want to go with this? I believe you are making emotional decisions. And he was like, probably but also, logistically, what other choice we have. Right. Which is fair. Usually, usually, I don't think they think these things out. But they're on a spaceship. And their only hope of not returning to Earth by a death strike is that Skara is still inside himself right. at some point. Not, I mean, so their chances of not dying are at like 0.03 at this point. But like that 0.03 is what they got to work with. And that's why they have C4. <laughs> Correct. Um, so Tilk and Jack find Skara. They kill all the serpent guards and they grab him and they lock the door to make sure nobody else gets to them. While Sam and Daniel sneak around planting C4. Um, And then we have some intense stuff happen here. The gold Chlorel was now inside Skara. Tells Jack all kinds of horrible stuff. But he tells him that nothing remains of Skara and that... There's no hope for them. But he says that it's because Skara was weak and feeble-minded. And that Skara is a... Not. And that Skara is too afraid of having let down Jack. That he won't come out. And he wants to stay protected by Quirrell. 
I hate him. So, um, Jack is like, are you sure that one shot from the Zat gun will not kill him? And Tilt is like, a hundred percent. So Jack shoots Scar. And in the moment of the intense pain, Skara himself is able to fight out a little bit. And as he's fighting for freedom, the first things he shouts for are Share and Daniel, which is so sad. So sad. But to be fair, Share is his sister. And Daniel is her husband. So like that's like he his family. That's yeah. his family. I yeah. Um, and so then he sees Jack and he's like, Oh my god, O'Neill, like, is it really you? Are you still my friend? If you're still my friend, I need you to forgive us for what we're about to do. When he said, O'Neill, are you still my friend? I cried. I was like, that is so sad. If only Skara even remotely understood how much he means to O'Neill. I know. Ugh. Broke my heart. Um, so then Jack's like, what do you mean what we're about to do? I need to know what you mean. And then Clorel is like, haha, bitch, it's still me. It's me again. Um, so a bunch of Jaffa finally get into the room. And they say that they're going to kill Jack. And Teal's like, if you kill Jack, I will kill Clorel. And they're like, no, you won't, because that you don't want to kill the host. And I was like, can you not bluff? Like, come on. No, it's Tilk. He can't. He doesn't know. I know. I know. So, so Clorel presents Tilk and Jack to Apophis. And Apophis says they need to take Tilk's Primta, which is the larva of the gold, and cut it out and let him suffer to death with Jack watching him. It's so sad. And Scar is about to do it, but then he's like, no, take them to Peltok instead. Which I think is like a fancy gold world word for prison. Yeah, that tracks. And he says that it's because No, don't worry about that. Don't worry <laughs> about that. I'm skipping ahead. Okay. Um, so, Sam, the thing is, Sam and Daniel have been hiding the C4, and when um, Skara brings everyone to the room to see Apophis, they're in there, so they see all of this go down. And Sam is like, listen, we're going to put the C4 on a timer. If we don't turn off the timer in 24 hours, the whole ship blows, but that gives us 24 hours to get them free and figure it out before we all die. Right. And if we do, do die, the ship will blow. Right. So they're going to do that. So then all of a sudden, the slip, ship slows down. And quite literally, all of a sudden, it slows right. down. And um, it slows down right outside of Saturn. And Apophis comes back in the video chat and is like, Haha, Jack, I want you to see Earth 
one last time before you and everyone on your planet die. Bitch. Which is very rude. Very rude. But also, like, the correct way to be a villain. Eh, well, yeah, no. Because, like, if he just killed them and then moved on, what joy is there in that? Right. If you're going to be a bad guy, at least get joy out of it. Yeah. Um, So then we find out that SGC did, in fact, get a call from NASA because a ship randomly appeared on the deep space radar outside of Saturn. So uh, Hammond is like, Daniel's uh, prophecy came true, and he's not even here to see the whole world blow up. Fantastic. Like, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Hammond calls the president and is like, yo, bitch, you were wrong. Only not like that at all because it's Hammond. Right. And the Um, president. (laughs) I'd call the president like that. I don't know that I'd call anyone like that. I'm sure there's somebody I'd call like that. <laughs> I was about to say, and I was like, yeah, that's probably not true at all. Um, so then the Jaffa get in their little destroyer pods to get ready to launch to Earth. Sam and Daniel freak the fuck out. Um, what? Oh. I can't, my handwriting, I started falling asleep at this point, not because the episode was bad, but because I was just so tired that my handwriting no longer um, is even remotely legible. Nice. Um, but Hammond, we go back to SGC where Hammond is like giving orders because he is now in control and in charge of the entire military forces of planet Earth, really, um, mostly of the United States. The rest of the planet's probably not really involved quite yet. Right. But, um, yeah. But uh, he's he's running the whole show because they're quite scared. And dumb. Accurate. Um, so uh, oh, Daniel and Sam cause a jailbreak. They like shoot everybody so that the Tilk and Jack can get free. And Clorel starts to attack Daniel. And Jack hesitates, and he's yelling for Skara. He's yelling for Skara, and Tilk is like, "You can't save him." It made me think of old Yeller. <laughs> so Jack shoots Skara, and he dies. And his last words are O'Neill. <laughs> And then Jack is trying to mourn his second son dying in his arms again. And Teal is like, Jack. And he's like, can you give me a fucking second? And Teal literally says, I cannot. Because Teal is looking out the window of the spaceship as they are rapidly approaching earth and then the entire fucking season ends look i have so many thoughts on how they chose to do this season 
as a whole. We will talk about those later. No, I know, but I don't, like, could you imagine if this show had not been renewed? Do we know if it was renewed before this episode came out? That is a great question. I don't know, but I will find out. Because, could you imagine? So, this whole season has been one thing after another, and I, I said this early on, I was like, I don't understand why, like, I don't see where they put enough in to renew it. Sure, there's a ton of information, but because they're not, like, coming back to any of it. Right. And then this episode, it's like, we're going to end on the biggest cliffhanger that, like, the world's ever had in existence. And it's like, well, what if you didn't renew now? Like, how stupid would that be? Oh, let's see. So, um, that's, that's one of my complaints. Um, well, here's the thing. The 100-minute premiere episode, Children of the Gods, mm-hmm. received Showtime's highest ever ratings for a series premiere and mm-hmm. ranked as the highest rated original movie to premiere on Showtime at the time. The mm-hmm. show got a 10.5 rating in Showtime's approximately 12 million U.S. households, which equal to 1.5 million homes watching it. The, the series did not have very good critical response, but it was a ratings success. It, like, blew the ratings out of the water. It was originally planned... Here we go. It was originally planned to be a two-season series. So seasons one and two were planned from the get-go. Well, I then, have less complaints about the end, then. Then, because it did so well in those first two seasons, it went on for ten seasons and became the second longest three running more years. The second longest science fiction show of all time after Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, individual series, because obviously Star Trek and like as a franchise, but like individual shows. But yeah, no. So it was originally planned to be two seasons long. So they knew when they made that that they were coming back. Well, that adds a lot to why they moved so slowly. And again, Fair. we can give that talk for the like big one, but that. Things make more sense now. I still, you know, wish they wouldn't have been like, nothing, 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 nothing. Ramp up in to be continued. Like, that's how I felt the show was. And Yeah, but like, wouldn't that make you angry enough to watch it again? I don't know. That would piss me off so much that like, then I, I, couldn't, I couldn't not watch it. See, I get angry about stuff like that and then I just don't ever watch it. Or I watch it like 10 years later. Oh. I'm like, what? I hold a grudge. We've talked about this. Well, yeah. I just go, I go, uh, what? I got, uh. and then I set the premiere date in my calendar on my phone for when I can watch it again. Yes, I've never done that. Unfortunately, that is a great idea. Um, I should probably set premiere dates in my phone if I'm interested in them. But I do. I'm a crazy person. August 12th is a Friday. It's when the next season of Celebrity secret celebrity rupaul's drag race comes back weird what does that mean um it means that there are um they do this thing where um they have secret celebrities coming out so like it's like many a mini series where like there's three celebrities per episode and they get like a drag queen from the show as a mentor to help them get into drag and then the judges don't know who the celebrities are so, like, mass Singer mixed with regular... But with drag, yeah. Interesting. It is interesting. 
Um, I mean, it's one, it's like a, like, I think the first season had like four episodes. It's not like a, oh. it's not like a thing. Like a and, season. Yeah. And like every episode is three different celebrities. So it's, oh, it's just, it's just like a filler thing, but it's cute. Yeah. That's fun though. Where is this thing that I'm looking for? Oh, trivia. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> That's a good one. So um, when they're on the gold ship and the um, are talking about um, the TV ball thing and whether it works, how it is not really a TV, Jack says, does it get showtime? I may know that. Um, but uh, when the show came to hulu in 2018 they changed it like they overdubbed it so that he didn't say showtime because obviously hulu doesn't have rights to showtime but weirdly the closed captioning didn't get fixed so it still said showtime in the closed captioning so then when netflix picked it up they just they just got rid of the fake dub that's so funny i do love that one um, after this episode and the initial airing of the season in Sweden, it would take another five and a half years before season two aired in Sweden. If I was in Sweden, I 1000% would not have watched the second season. Um, I would have been angry. I would have forgotten what happened. Yeah. We didn't even have the internet. Well, like five years after it came out, maybe there was internet enough to search what happened. But the crazy thing is people were so mad about it. So mad about it because Swedish sci-fi fans loved the show and they were so mad about it that the series finale in Sweden, like episode, the final episode of season 10 Mm -hmm. aired Okay, so here's a th- let me. Season two in Sweden premiered nine years after season two premiered in America. Season how? The, the, because it got picked up by Sweden late, and then they delayed it so long. So season two premiered nine years after. Mm-hmm. Season ten final episode only premiered four months later than it did in America because they were like, oh, people like this. And they just played those shows. They were like, nope, here you go. Here's all the episodes. I'm so sorry. That's so funny. Yeah, you tell them, Sweden. During the scene where Carter and Jackson are watching the Jaffa enter the deaf gliders, you can clearly see a Jaffa and the glider on the far right of the side screen raising the roof. <laughs> Guys, I didn't notice, but I wasn't looking to notice. So, oh, here's a good one. As the ship is passing Saturn, we get a several seconds long view of Saturn and its rings. Mm-hmm. Given the diameter of the rings and the amount of visible movement, the ship is certainly going less than one tenth the speed of light. Saturn, at its closest, is seventy light minutes away. If we ignore the need for the deceleration the trip to Earth would take over 11 hours. Oh. 
Oh, and then the shot of the four people running into the active Stargate in the beginning credits for all of the early seasons is from this episode. That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, they don't have light speed travel down quite yet, and Sweden well, you know. really, really fucked that up. It's only season <laughs> one. It's fine. Yeah. We'll get there. Poor Sweden, man. Live and learn. Um, yeah. Do you have any final thoughts on this episode? Not on season one, because we will be doing a season one recap episode because season be, the, we didn't do wrap up episodes with Bates Motel because the seasons are so short, mm-hmm. but with this, because the season is so long and it's so convoluted, we decided we're still going to do a wrap up episode just to try to like get our thoughts oh. and our heads around everything before we move on. So we are still doing season one wrap up. We may have a special guest schedule permitting. Um, but I don't want to make any guarantees because I don't know what their schedule is going to look like. My final thoughts. So your final um, thoughts on this episode. Very sad about Scara. That was devastating. I am pissed Sheree was not in this episode. Um, and I will feel that way every episode until she's here. Um, which I'm assuming will be episode one of season two, but it's just a prediction for the future. Okay. Um, I feel like Daniel always, always, always gets the short end of the stick, but he also is like the reason that they get saved all the time. Like in this episode in particular, he was like, he's the reason I feel like everyone got saved, but he also is like caused chaos. I feel like so there um do you yeah. um do you want to punch anybody this week absolutely um Fantastic. the Clorel 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 that's fair um I would like to punch quite a few people really yeah but I think I think I'm gonna give it to a Papas fair fair I would have gone with Papas fine go with Clorel yeah and then um, how about your MVP? Sweet Jack. But I had a few. This one was a little bit tougher for me. Um, mine is someone who didn't actually succeed in what they were trying to do. But um Ready. Ready. Because he was like, fuck it. I don't care. I don't no. care about the court martial. I don't care about the rules. I'm going. I'm doing it. I know. My prediction from last week that they were going to break all the rules was, was correct. I almost wrote a note. Courtney was right. Yes. Love when I'm right. But I was like, oh, Courtney's going to be so happy because I went to look at the guest stars and I was like, Apophis and Scara. And Scara. Fantastic. Courtney's going to be thrilled. And then they broke the rules. And so Courtney was correct. And I was like, this is going to be such a good episode for Courtney. And then you were like, I have thoughts. And I was like, <laughs> it's more of a across the scene not necessarily episode specific i am glad they brought scar back i am glad they brought apophis back i did like that i was right yeah um i was distraught that they ended on to be continued because specifically because i did not know how they planned this season and i was like that is a terrible ending for a show you don't know if it's getting renewed or not that's if they knew it was getting renewed i am less frustrated with them but since it took 17 years to get to second season for Sweden specifically. I um, feel bad for them. Right. 
So I feel very bad for the Swedish fans. Yeah. Sorry, Swedes. We're here for you. Don't worry, we'll get to season two much faster. Yes, we will get to season two in either two or three weeks. That's it. That's all it'll take. That's um that's all of my thoughts. That's Um, fantastic. It was fine. It was good. I'm uh I'm interested Uh, to see upward and onward where we're going. Fantastic. I just had a thought Mm -hmm. about how insanely difficult planning the DNA awards is going to be for Stargate. I, I mean, granted, that's going to be in like that, that's going to be in like 2035, but like right. still. I was literally thinking about this yesterday and I was like, should we do a DNA award for each season is each like show? <laughs> I was like, but that doesn't really make sense, but I was like, but also, are we going to remember what I was like, I'm not going to remember what happened in season 1. Oh. We could do like a halfway DNA half awards. I think it's just going to be one of those things where we're going to have to do so much research, so much research. We're going to have to like take a week off the podcast just to have time to research, just to figure out what we're going to say, what we're talking about for, for the awards. To rewatch the entire first season, <laughs> it's oh, it's going to be a mess. <laughs> Stay tuned; it's going to be great. Oh, if you're still with us in 15 years. When we finally finish the show. Um, no, it won't be 15 years. It's like two seasons a year. So like five years. Yeah. <laughs> Times. Wow. Don't worry. Horror goes much faster. It does. It does. So we will, we'll have half of us are going to keep rocking and rolling. So if you need a break from your sci-fi and Stargate, come listen to the half of horror. Yeah dive back in it'll be it's a time it's a thing i'm gonna break it up for you on both ends if you have any notes that you would like us to share in our season wrap-up if you have thoughts on well, i notes i'm not talking to you <laughs> if you have thoughts that you would like to share about the first season of stargate sg1 please email us at daphnealiens at gmail.com you can follow us on all of the social media at Dozen Aliens. You can follow me everywhere at E-M-K-A-Y underscore superstar. And you can follow me at C-E-Cloud 13. And we will see you guys next week for Sci-Fi Sunday's first season recap episode. And we'll see you on Thursday. Yeah, we will see you on Thursday, too. Early That's Thursday. A That's a thing. It's good. That's going to be a, a, a journey. For the finale. It'll be the finale of Bates Motel season two. Ah! Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So, wild ride. We'll see you then. See ya. Bye.